everybody. I'm Jim Noble, and once again, it is time for the Coach Sean Watson Show, brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg. This week, interesting task. A VMI team that had struggled this year, Sean, but a team that's very dangerous, gave Sanford all they could handle last week in a game that you knew that was going to come into Gibbs Stadium and give it their all. And for Wofford, a very special day. It's senior day. You and I have talked many times about the players on this team. It, it, I, I know it was shaping up as a big day and, and sometimes an emotional day for coaches and players. Yeah, it, it was an emotional day uh, for all of us because, you know, what we've you know, been through and what we've come through. You know, it was, uh, and the seniors have made it all possible. They have, you know, they have, they have taken the leadership role in our football team, and they're running our football team, and that's what's so awesome. I couldn't be more happier for the, a great group of guys. And result, it turned out pretty darn well. A 34 to 16 win that lifts Wofford to their third Southern Conference win of the year. When we come back, we'll have highlights, go over all the numbers, some amazing individual performances and the Terriers running the football like we knew they could. It's all ahead here on the Coach Watson Show. You can always count on the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light, just like you can always count on Always Game Gary. No bar is too far. No wing sauce is too hot. Not for Gary. Gary is the man. He's nothing like Keith. Keith never wants to do anything. Why are we even talking about Keith? Always Game Gary is famous among friends. He deserves a Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. And welcome back to the Coach Sean Watson Show. All right, coming off the loss at Western Carolina, I know a lot of the talk midweek amongst your defensive players were, uh, yeah, they may have been kind of gassed at the end of the game. Yeah, the weather conditions weren't great either for the defense or the offense, but I thought on both sides of the ball, Sean, there was a sense that, that they had something to make up for. Yeah, you know, giving credit to Western winning that game. But you guys certainly look like you had a little bit of an edge, not only this week at practice, but heading into the VMI game. We did because, you know, the beautiful thing about what's happened to this team is, you know, the kids have, you know, they've, they've learned how to fess mistakes and they've been purposeful and intentional at fixing them. And that was what this week was all about. We made it about us and about us fessing and fixing. And the kids did a great job of that. And they played like it today. They played edgy today and uh, on both sides of the ball. And there was a lot of purpose in the work. You guys looked like you saw some things on tape, uh, whether it was on special teams, whether it were some opportunities in the passing game, maybe in a, almost a zone run game. Were there, were there opportunities to be had, at least in terms of your offensive game plan going in? There was, you know, they're a, a lot different uh, football team than we face. A lot of teams that we face in our league are quarters teams, and uh, they're a cover three team. They're a middle close team, so they were not going to give up, you know, big plays uh, because they were covering the three deep, and they were going to give us things in the outside lanes. And I thought we did a really good job game plan wise, and then today of attacking the outside lanes. And then, you know, we felt like in the run game that our, we could get our wide zone play going. And, um, yeah, because we're getting, you know, the offensive line is getting better and better and better each and every week and the wide zone was rolling today so that was uh, that was awesome to see and then the run the naked game off it was big for us too as you're about to see the terriers came out of the gate fast here are your highlights against vmi 
Got plenty of time. Good blocking. He's going to go towards the end zone. Complete to Jenny. Touchdown Terriers. 26 yards from Jimmy Wyrick. Morgan back to pass. The ball is loose. Get it again. Up the middle. Burst. 10-5. Ryan Ingram. Touchdown Terriers. Here's going to try a little onside Squib kick. Squib onside kick. Is it oh. going to work? And Whopper's got it. How about that? Gale's going to have a shot to return this. He's already get his 16. Oh, nice juke there. Up the middle. Across the 30, 35, 40. Gale with some room. Can he stay in bounds? He can. Down the sideline. The senior on senior day. Touchdown, Terriers. R.J. K.O., his third career touchdown in a Whopper uniform. All Whopper, 21 to nothing. Leads the Keydets 24 to 10. Whopper zoomed out to a 21 nothing lead. Low snap, Morgan, and this one is picked. Miles Richardson, the senior with the interception. He hands it off. Can he sweep the corner? Ryan Ingram celebrating before he gets to the goal line. Oh. And Morgan's going to go down. This is last time he'll be on this field as a Wofford Terrier. And better way to end it than with two sacks. And, and about that is going to be the ball game. The Wofford Terriers win it on senior day 34-16. to 16. The final 34 to 16. Wofford puts up some amazing numbers. First and foremost, let's talk about 232 yards rushing. Got a big boost from Ryan Ingram. Yeah, you got Ryan Stevens in there for a few plays. But Kyle Parsons, what more do you say about this kid? 112 yards on the day. Yeah, he's been a workhorse for us, and I just I love Kyle because he's a young player who's got enormous talent. He's the most humble guy in our locker room, and he just comes to work every day with his hard hat, and he's awesome. I did, couldn't happen to a better guy. Ryan Ingram really stepped up for us uh, today. I thought he was uh, he was a thump in our run game because unfortunately Nate got sick and we we had you know Nate couldn't play today. So Ryan and and Kyle both stepped up and then we were able to get you know the young guy in there, Ryan Stevens, who's been he's just been better and better in our, our you know uh, he really runs against our defense and he's caught my eye. And then I told Darius with the new redshirt rule, let's play him. Let's let's get him in there because his future that'll help him develop as a player. I thought Jimmy Wyrick was a great game manager against VMI. Didn't turn the ball over, certainly. Uh, Dylan DeJetti caught everything you threw to him. That young man at a position where you guys really need people to not only stay healthy but to perform he had his biggest day as a freshman he did and there was that kind of day we just mentioned it was going to be you know outside lanes we're going to wear him out and he plays in the outside lane and he wore him out he had a great day today and you know jimmy jimmy was and again the cover three team he's got to be a game manager shot plays are going to be minimal and um you know he did an excellent job of just taking what the defense gave him made some key runs to keep us on the field uh so i'm, I'm really proud of jimmy you know i coach him and I love him to death. He's just uh, such a great kid. Over on the other side of the ball, uh, I thought the defense had an interesting game because statistically for a while this game was very even. Where the defense really did their job, 
takeaways. He had a big special teams play, which we'll talk about too. Uh, but defensively, you guys took the ball away from them. Um, you managed to do, they had one, really one breakdown right before halftime. Other than that, I thought it was a fairly solid day. Yeah, they had a solid day. And, you know, and our guys are so proud on that side of the ball. We've got really good coaches. And I thought Andrew and, and Rob, um, Mitch, and, and Brian did a great job with the game plan. We were more disruptive and wanted to create more havoc this week, and they did that. And, um, you know, they just, you know, the turnovers were created by the havoc that, you know, we created. I, the kids did a great job. Two interceptions, uh, you know, we got the fumble recovery. And those were all big in helping us control field position and put points in. Finally, I love special ops, man. I love special teams. Just and Mitch Doolittle's done a really good job of getting that that group to progress, and then. RJ Kao, who misses a couple of games, comes back on senior day. He's a senior and gets the touchdown, the 79-yard punt return that I thought really kind of put this in Wofford's corner for the rest of the day. Yeah, that was the, that was a big play in the game. I, you know, I can't say enough about Mitch. He's a he's a master coach. I've been around several really good special teams guys, and and Mitch is as good as anybody I've ever been around. Does a great job scheming them up and motivating the kids. And you know, he had that uh, you know the return RJ had was a was a was a backbreaker and then the onside kick that uh, you know that you know we wanted to steal the possession wanted to do, do it early send a message to our team uh, you know Mitch had that designed and had it ready and, and the kids executed it perfectly 34 to 16 the final Wofford of course now with Silicon win number three on the season when we come back one more to go and it's a biggie we'll talk about the rivalry game with Furman coming up next Black and gold. Bold. A victory story about to be told. Grit, toughness, and tenacity. A hub of hard work in Hub City. We're on these wins like dogs on a bone. In the zone. Our place, in your face, won't leave you alone. Strength, speed, fire, true. I'm sorry, do these things trouble you? We're Wofford College. We fly the W. Ingles, proud partner of the Wofford Terriers. Three, two, one. And welcome back to the Coach Sean Watson Show, brought to you by Budweiser of Spartanburg. I'm Jim Noble. So then there was one. I heard you say after this game ended, I love rivalry games where you're going to get a taste of Wofford and Furman. They've been playing this game for more than 100 years, and Furman's going to have a lot to play for. Wofford, obviously, I don't know if the term spoiler ever fits. You throw the records out when these two teams meet. Every cliche you can imagine when these two teams get together, it's a battle. And you've been a part of some great rivalries over the years. What tends to make the difference in a rivalry game? Every rivalry game I've been in, Colorado, Nebraska, Texas, Oklahoma, I've been in some, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, I mean, I've been in some Donnie Brooks. And, um, you know, the rivalry game, you do throw the records out because, um, that's what they are. It's, it's about it's it's about family blood. <laughs> so you know, I, I, Furman has had a great year. You know, they really have. I think they're one of, you know, they're playing great football right now. I got a lot of respect for the work their coaches do, and um, you know, we'll be ready to play our football. You know, we're just going to keep taking care of each other, keep loving one another, and you know, and good things. Uh, we just want to keep making good things happen. Are there dangers in an emotional game? 
of your players being too jacked up at the outset and, and, and kind of forgetting responsibilities. And you, sometimes you want to go out and win the game in one play. And that I've seen in some rivalry games kind of nip teams a little bit. Can, can you guard against that? You can. You can. I've, again, having coached in a lot of those big ones, uh, and I was with the master coach, Gary Barnett, who was, uh, you know, I learned a lot from, from Gary. And, uh, I, you know, I, I know how to prepare for those. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I just, uh, I, I love them because it's what college football is truly all about. All right, one more question before we go, and you and I have spent a lot of time talking about the kids in that locker room and how they've they've been so resilient this year. And nobody really talks, Sean, about the coaches, the assistant coaches. Look, anytime there's change in the coaching staff, you worry about your future, you worry about your jobs, you worry about families and things like that. Your coaches have been locked in, it seems like, since, since day one of the transition. Can you talk a little bit about how they've managed to stay focused in a situation where it's not always to be focused 24-7. No, because you're, you bring up a good point. They have families and careers and, you know, the, the uncertainty of, you know, they're remarkable men. Mm -hmm. They are. And, and I love the fact that, you know, you guys have made changes on the fly. You go from a coordinator in the booth to down on the field and, Guys, step right up in the booth. Um, you know, your, your, your defensive staff, let's face it, you know, Coach Conklin was the de facto defensive coordinator, and, 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 and guys have had to move into different roles. It's, it, it's been such a synergy there that it's been a lot of fun to watch from the outside. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome to be a part of it. You know, we, the, from day one, we put the kids first. And that's why it's work. The kids have been first. And we knew if we took care of the kids and simply loved them and we could get them to and through, whatever happens on the other side, good Lord, take care of us. And we'll get to it to and through also. So we've got great men. They're awesome people. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see how this whole ball of wax comes together for one more game. Congratulations on the victory. Enjoy it. And we will see you next week at Furman. Appreciate it, Coach. Appreciate you. For Sean Watson, I'm Jim Noble. We always appreciate you watching, and we will see you next week one more time on the Coach Sean Watson Show. See you then.